It doesn't matter if you love crafts, blackjack, machines, or dining on the finest Asian, American, and Salish cuisines. It doesn't matter what you do or where you're coming from. Muckleshoot. What you do is all at Muckleshoot. An easy drive from wherever you are. All roads lead to Muckleshoot. As they turn into the stretch, and it's Slack Tide and Blazing Bella Blue. These two face off as they have one furlong to go in the Hastings Six, and it's Blazing Bella Blue forging to the front. Slack Tide has game up the inside, and these two have separated themselves from the rest, and it's Blazing Bella Blue. Blazing Bella Blue gets there in the Hastings Stakes. Horse Racing Northwest from Emerald Downs heading into a three-day weekend of racing. Little irregular schedule. No stakes this weekend. As we just heard, Blazing Bella Blue win the Hastings Stakes at Emerald Downs. What a great run by that Washington-bred mare, five years old now. Alex Cruz aboard for Charles Essex, owners Petra Lewin and Essex, and uh, Joe Withy, Vince Brune, Bill Downs here. Guys, that was a pretty impressive run. We saw a lot of Inside speed doing really well at Emerald Downs Friday, Saturday, somewhat Sunday. And then Blazing Bella Blue goes around everybody to win. Bill, you picked that one up. Yeah, I made the nice move on the turn, circled up wide, got into position, and then became a showdown between her and Slack Tide in the stretch and Blazing Bella Blue outdueling Slack Tide for the win, the win by a half length. Went off as the uh, third choice in the race. It was yeah. a wide open betting race. Somehow, some way, Silvery Orb went off as the favorite, which I I liked her going in. But if you had told me I was going to get five to two instead of eight to one or six to one, I would have been like, eh, oh, me about too. That. Yeah. I so you know, those type of horses uh, are good good chances at, at prices, but when they get bet down as a favorite, I'm like, oh, good lord. But uh, Blazing, and it was a nice uh, bounce back race by Slack Tide as well. Sure, because we all had our a little bit of doubts about uh, Slack Tide after well, uh, yeah. going off as a big favorite in that previous allowance and, optional claiming race. But you know, she'd only been beaten less than a length, and I guess her expectations were tempered because she's been so good here, and she was a short price. And you know, we did talk; she'd probably get a more aggressive ride, and that's certainly what happened. And it took a good run from Blazing Bella Blue to beat Slack Tide. And, you know, the cream does rise to the top. That's Those top two finishers now have a combined six stakes wins at Emerald Downs. So uh, Blazing Bella Blue and Slack Tide are both quality horses here. That might be a trivia question upcoming. Leading active stakes horse. Not today. But, uh, yeah. Bella, Blazing Bella Blue was our 2021 Washington Horse of the Year. She also won a stake last year. The Washington Cup, that great win over zipping sevens and boy what a big effort and they were way ahead as you mentioned uh, in front of everybody else blazing bella blue and slack tie that was the hastings we also had the budweiser on sunday and we're going to talk with uh, owner breeder holly Rideman on horse racing northwest today she's going to be one of the guests Bla uh, 
excuse me, bridle up to the bar was really, really impressive as well. And Isaiah Enriquez just got him right out into where he needed to be early, Bill. Yeah, you know, the track was uh, playing glib even on Sunday, but uh, bridle up to the bar was the speed of the speed. Uh, Smiling Goodbye was chasing him early on, as well as Aquatania Arrival coming in from uh, Canada. Uh, bridle up to the bar put away both uh, those two speed horses. And then there was all sorts of, uh, you know, when you get a big 12-horse field, there's always trips to take a look at. That's what's always nice when you get those big fields. Uh, as a handicapper, you're able to dissect them uh, post-race. You know, Sluice Tiz Wiz, you know, you're, you're going to ask me a little bit later who's the most impressive uh, horse of the weekend. I could say that Sluice Tiz Wiz might have been the most impressive horse of the weekend in defeat due to the fact that, uh, you know, the track was so speed-favoring, I thought, and Sluice Tiz Wiz was uh, in second last, a half mile in the race, and he uh, passed everyone but Bridal up to the bar. And there were horses that were making some nice moves that finished fourth and fifth, uh, fourth and fifth, uh, zestful for Justin Evans, who is a, a better horse going around two turns. And then also Coastal Kid, who got a lot of action in that race, and we were trying to figure out why. Sure did. Uh, he went off at six to one, and he finished a very good fifth, just a neck behind zestful. And uh, so the second, fourth, and fifth place horses from that race all are uh, horses I'm taking a look at well, as we get closer to the mile. I would even add the third place finisher. I thought that was a great run by Aquitania yeah. Rival oh, yeah. down from Canada. In fact, at, inside the quarter, I thought this horse might win. Yeah. I mean, it was really looking powerful out there. And that's a quality horse. If you go back, it's mm-hmm. lightly raced, um, but it's fired bullets at several different racetracks. And it, and it, it adds further depth to what's just really turning out to be a great division i think this year you know i might add another horse we've talked about top harbor runs saturday at pleasanton in the oak tree sprint is nine to five on the line in a seventy-five thousand dollar race we've talked about five-star general maybe coming in maybe one of the mike puich horses background call me fast it's shaping up to just be an outstanding uh division this year yeah we're talking some long acres mile names that race is on august 13th this year august 13th for the mile so uh, and we had we had a glib track, as we just mentioned. Uh, Blazing Bella Blue tied the stakes record of 108 and 1. And uh, we hadn't run too many Budweiser's at six furlongs, but uh, Bridal Up to the Bar was a little quicker than uh, Papa yeah, last Papa year. Papa had gone 107.71 and 107.76 the last two years. Yeah. Those who go with the buyers, Papa's was a little higher. They okay. got 88 both years. Bridal up to the bar came back in 84. I think sometimes our fast times here are a little held against us a little oh, bit. Sure when they it. compile those, they think, well, boy, that track is just awful, awful fast. And maybe we lose a couple points there. But uh, Bridal up to the bar, yeah, he's a, he's a really good horse, you know. And even that previous race... Uh, where he finished second to Smiling Goodbye, he kind of tipped his hand there a little bit. He he ran sneaky good because he had a little bit of trouble in that race and uh, was coming off just a huge effort down in Phoenix. Yeah, and, and then just not enough time, you know, horses that handicappers talk about the bounce theory, and, and that was, I think, a perfect example. Such a high-speed figure. He was going to come down. He still ran good in defeat, and uh, then he comes back and wins, uh, wins the Budweiser on the front end, and... Uh, and deservedly so. And uh, I think, uh, what did he get in that? What he, he got an 84. 84. So he's not even his career best, if you will. So right. I think that's a legit number uh, for, for, that, uh, for that race. 
Five for Nine Lifetime has bridled up to the bar. Just started his career last fall down in Arizona, and uh, he is in the picture for the older horse division. Hey, our Gottstein runner-up just won a race at Pleasant okay. there, checking at Bay, who finished, was it second last year, in a distant well, second to Lloyd's Logic in the yeah. Gottstein, back, back on track in those Howard Hammer Silks. Very good. Okay, yeah, we're doing this podcast Friday afternoon because uh, no racing today at Emerald Downs. Many of you might hear this before 7 p.m., which is our usual Friday night start. But we have a Saturday, Sunday, Monday schedule of live racing this weekend. Saturday, first race at 5 p.m. We're going to 5 p.m. on Saturdays. That's tomorrow, July 1st. Then Sunday, our regular time of 2 o'clock. And that'll be July 2nd. And the 3rd of July is Monday. First race at 5 p.m. Gates are going to open at noon because we get a lot of fans and families coming in early to get their spot for the fireworks spectacular after the races. Monday, July 3rd. First race at 5 p.m. Um, I guess we're on that topic, Vince. I think you know some of the horses. It looks like we've got some good field size for Monday. Outstanding field size for Monday. In fact, um, I'll go th- just the sheer numbers right now. We got uh, 6, 6, 7, 7, 11, 10, wow. 8, 7, 8. So double digits there in the middle of the card in races 5 and 6. So, yeah, pretty good uh, pretty good numbers for a nine-race card. Yes, nine races on the 3rd of July starting at 5 p.m. Again, uh, Gates open at noon. If you want to come in and secure your spot, we'll have a family movie on the big screen. We'll have more audio visual entertainment on the big screen and racing. And it's going to be a really nice day of weather, day and night of weather. So fireworks show at Emerald Downs. Just a few tickets left. Go to emeralddowns.com to get your seats for Monday racing. And then we'll be back to our Friday, Saturday, Sunday next week. Friday night at 7, Saturday at 5, Sunday at 2 for Emerald Downs. Okay, and uh, hey, Breakfast at the Wire. Many of you have attended that over the years. That's going to start on Sunday, July 23rd, and it'll run for three weeks on Sundays. Sunday, July 23rd, Breakfast at the Wire, out on the track apron, 8 a.m. start. So look for that. We'll keep you more updated on that as well. Dean Mazuka is going to be hosting again, which is great. Uh, and, uh, so any stats and, uh, Vince has got the weekly honors from our yeah. previous three days. So for last week, Isaiah Enriquez, our jockey of the week, four wins for Isaiah, including that stakes wins we talked, talked about on bridal of the bar defending, uh, training champ, George Rosales, three wins last week is our trainer of the week. Joe, you mentioned Holly Reidman. Uh, owner breeder of Bridal Up to the Bar. She's our owner of the week. The Washington Bread of the Week. How can you go against Blazing Bella Blue? Bred by Petra Lewin and Charles Essex. And our Quarter Shoot Cafe Groom of the Week is Colton Brown doing a great job back there for Jeff Metz. A couple honorary mentions this week. You know, you can't award them all. Uh, Niccolo Triani, great job with Bridal Up mm. to the Bar for his first stakes win. Uh, Faustino Coco Patino, his first win as a trainer here at Emerald Downs. Mangiapani. Nice win on the stretch out. Of course, Coco, longtime assistant to Blaine Wright. Francisco Diaz-Lopez back in the win category. He got Goat Rocks to go wire to wire. Nice job by him. And then Stephen Lethahar, some good clients here, uh, horse owners at Emerald Downs. They had a nice two-win week. So uh, congratulations to them, too. Hey, those are some good recognitions right there. Okay. Uh, 
Field size in the stakes races. Last year we were at 7.9, which is pretty darn good, really. You know, just just about eight. And uh, there was only two seasons in the previous 17 that were better than that. So uh, we're off to an 8.2 start with that 12-horse field in the in the Budweiser, which helps. So Yeah, over, that, and, you, and it looks like it's going to stick throughout the year. That's great, yeah. So... Uh, Stakes race field size. Keep an eye on that because that is more excitement. And the fans yeah. responded. We had a pretty good handle too. I think we went what one point six. We had on a great Sunday. handle. Yeah. yeah, the stake. I think TVG had a uh, some sort of promotion on the the Budweiser. That helps because yeah, the the people bet the money, and it helps when you got you know a twelve horse stakes field where you can look a lot of different ways. That's that's attractive, and that'll up the percentage of 10 to 1 winners it's only at five percent right now which would be an all-time emerald downs low but uh the more the field size goes up which is going to be on monday the more chances for uh you know some math in that direction all right uh news and notes available at emerald down. great yep. just a lot of great information there at emeralddowns.com also remember the trip notes john lindley updates those every week Trip notes available free of charge at emeralddowns.com under the racing section. News and notes are under the uh, media. Media news and notes section. Media news and notes section. Okay. We got that. All right. Um, Before we uh, take a break and bring Holly Reidman on, uh, most impressive performances last week. Uh, Yeah, that uh, I kind of gave up on Slew's Tiz Wiz as well, Bill. I picked him up just past the three-eighths pole and somebody else had just kind of passed him and I think his butt was probably at the back of the pack and I thought well you know the race pattern just isn't with him this week and uh you know maybe not first out but boy did he come roaring home yeah like I said as as impressive of a a non-winner I think as you can have and I think things are looking uh, up and positive and he'll have to be uh even better I think this year to win the mile but uh uh, even though he lost, I thought uh, just watching a uh, race back many times, uh, Sluice Tiz Wiz uh, impressed me. And like I said, Zestful and Coastal Kid are other, a couple others uh, that finished behind Bridal Up to the Bar as these distances get a little bit longer that I'll be taking a look at as well. And one other horse that uh, we, we liked, I liked a little bit, but he didn't get off to a good start at all. Man's Man. Oh, uh, just, did a rough trip. Just blew the start. And when you blow the start, you put yourself behind the eight ball and things didn't get much better after that. And he was uh, way off the, the pace. But he's another one that, as they go longer, yeah, uh, he, he should improve. But we'll see if, you know, you, you got to show something uh, to, 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 to win a race like the uh, Long Acres Mile. So, But he at least likes the distance uh, of the mile. Yeah, what a what a fantastic season he had last year. A man's man uh, making his first start since last December. Not a great trip in that bulky Budweiser field. Okay, so again, racing on Saturday at 5, Sunday at 2, and Monday at 5 this coming weekend at Emerald Downs. Um, go to our website for more information. You know who else is going to join us on today's horse racing northwest is steve butler who won the grandparents race and uh you know it kind of came together uh i don't know what you guys thought of it you know we we had a couple meetings and talked about grandparents day and everything vince it was so open-ended on that well what are we going you know yeah people are coming in well how do you get in you know and 
Well, just tell them you're a grandparent. That, that's about how, how stringent we were on admission. And then the grandparents race too. We joked about it a little bit. You know, how do you qualify? You know, there weren't any really rules, but it turned out to be a pretty fun deal. Yeah, and it actually got a, a lot of media play. And Tons. I, by, a, by a lot, I mean a lot. And uh, yeah, we were fielding requests from all around the country on that. I got a kind of a kick. We got, Reed F Palmer got some great photos yeah. of that. And one of them is Les Shannon, who works for Alan Bazell and also has been on the gate crew. Goes way back in Washington racing. He was out there to win, and he went down hard. And in the background is Vern Bays and George Colello Jr., both with just huge, <laughs> just laughing really hard. And it's, Les is okay, yeah. but he was a gamer. He was trying hard for the win. Yeah, the... I think the first two leaders is we're going to play that audio later. It's not a long one, but because uh, it was only a 40 yard race, but you know, Bill didn't have all the names. Bill the called them by name. In, oh, no, I didn't have any names. I'm just, make, just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the winner was Steve Butler of uh, Everett. And we're going to talk to Steve as well on the show. And he, he has uh, had a lot of uh, media come his way as well from family and friends and, you know, points near and far so it was a fun deal phil ziegler our track president uh came up with the idea and again we had these different planning meetings and really nothing much as far as specifics but when it came time to have a grandparents race on the emerald downs track surface it was totally unique really i mean where where's there been a grandparents race before well, and speaking of unique, Bill, what are you going to be calling this Sunday here at Emerald Downs? We got another one for you. You might have some names. Oh, the one. babies, or whatever. The diaper Derby, we're yeah. calling it. I'm, I, you know, you can't really blame the the babies, but last year the babies, you know, they, <laughs> they dwelt at the gate. They dwelt at the gate, and I'm sitting here going, after about five minutes, what are we going to do here? Because you know, at some point you got to. You got to move on, but uh, hopefully we'll have some very active babies. So the, I think the, some of Sunday's entrants aren't even born yet. So, you know, they're going to, well, who knows what they're going to do. Yeah, well, I understand the there's some twins in. Oh, I think I heard that right. Anyhow, Bill, you'll have your hands full there. Oh, no, I know. I don't know how I'll keep up with the action. but <laughs> And if you're imagining babies running on the dirt out there, you know, they don't do that. We've got a nice big mat with starting slots and everything so yeah, we're lucky that the the grandparents race was on the track as well because if uh that was on the on the apron my goodness gracious we, we, we'd be paying Ooh, uh, dental bills uh uh in the five figures uh, for for those guys yeah if you want to see that grandparents race just uh just go to google and grandparents race emerald downs and their video will pop up because it's in a lot of spots Okay, well, we'll have some, in our third segment, we'll have Steve Butler on, the grandparents race winner. We'll have our selection, sports shorts, trivia. And in the next segment, we're going to talk with owner, breeder, Holly Reidman, here on Horse Racing Northwest. With the largest selection of games under one roof, the best restaurants, and sportsbook, it doesn't matter what you do or where you're coming from. What you do is all at Muckleshoot Casino. Muckleshoot. We're giving away $1,000 cash every 10 minutes, Wednesdays 5 to 7.20 p.m. That's 15 chances to win. Just play with your rewards card and you could be a winner. Muckleshoot. The best MMA in the Northwest is live at Muckleshoot Event Center, July 7th. 
Get your tickets now at MuckleshoeCasino.com. Don't miss a second of the action. Muckleshoe Casino is what you do. An easy drive from wherever you are. All roads lead to Muckleshoe Casino. Three sixteenths to go. Bridal up to the bar and Aquatinia arrival. These two square off with one furlong to go. It's all about the ride. Smiling goodbye. Third and fourth. Sluice. Tiz Wiz taking off on the outside. Deep stretch. Bridal up to the bar. Has a lead close to home. Bridal up to the bar. Prevails. That was Bridal up to the bar. His first stakes race and his first stakes victory. Last Sunday's Budweiser at Emerald Downs. A clear victory over last year's Washington Horse of the Year, Slew's Tiz Wiz, who was a nose better than Aquatania Arrival. But it was bridled up to the bar, trained by Nick Troiani, ridden by Isaias Enriquez in 107.57 for his fifth win in just nine career starts. And joining us here on Horse Racing Northwest is breeder and owner Holly Reidman. Holly, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, that horse got off to a great start in his career. He just began racing as a three-year-old last fall down in Phoenix. And it's been a pretty good ride, hasn't it? It has been exciting, that is for sure. You know, Nick Troiani, a young guy uh, involved. And let's just start right there with Nick. How did you happen to get him as your trainer? Um, actually through Chris Stensley. Okay. Chris. She was my previous trainer and she had decided to retire and, and I had to make a decision there whether I was going to keep going or not. And she recommended him and said they were really happy. They had, um, her and Jody Peets, they had horses with them. And so I trusted them and took the leap. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad uh, you kept going, and I think you are at this point as well. Holly Reidman, we've seen your name on, you know, several horses over many years here in Washington, Emerald Downs. Uh, tell us about yourself uh, with horses and horse racing, how, how it all got going. Well, I was a horse-crazy little girl. Mm-hmm. There was nobody really in my family that was into horses. And I did, you know, I think what every little girl does, please can I have a pony? Please can I have a horse? And eventually my grandfather gave in and bought me my first horse. And that was pretty much the end of that. (laughs) It's been rare that I've only ever had one since that point. It was my husband's fault actually about the racing when we got married, I got him started in horses and he was riding with me and we were doing all sorts of adventures and stuff. And he wanted to get a little better and I knew better than to try to give him lessons myself. So I found him a guy, probably the best decision to um, do uh, some lessons for him so he could ride better. And it turned out to be somebody that had a, a portion owned a portion of a horse at Emerald Downs. And that turned into inviting us up to watch. And then that turned into coming to the backside. And then my husband was hooked. There it is. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's not a total un, uh, typical progression. Although um, 
Uh, Mark, uh, you were a little more horse experienced than he was. I think he just got in there, guys, because he wanted to get closer to Holly when they were first start <laughs> dating and stuff. He wanted to get some brownie points there. What do you think, Vince? Yeah, well, Holly, you've mentioned you've owned horses. Is this your first uh, stakes winner? And also, um, how was it? what was it like watching that race on Sunday? This is my first stakes entry, let mm. alone winner. So... Wow. I I think I may have blacked out a little bit during it. I I was just in awe of what that horse can do and and you know, it was kind of a deer in the headlights moment, I do believe. Very good. I think most of most of the race that I can that I can remember, <laughs> I I think it's because I've watched the replay so many times. Well, you know, his previous eight races, uh, he had four wins, and he, he'd shown pretty good speed and was in them, and you're used to success with him. And here he is. Isaiah Enriquez just got him right out of the gate and to the rail and to the lead. And, uh, you know, this was a lot tougher field than his other races, but uh, the typical trip around the track wasn't very much different. It just more was on the line and... And you missed part of it. That's too bad, but you can always watch the replay. You know? Yeah, that's exactly right. We have watched the replay too many times to count. You know, and uh, interesting, you know, you're the breeder, Holly, and how did you decide to go to a full bridled? Who We've seen s certainly some of those up here over the years, but not a whole bunch of them, and it, it certainly was a sharp decision on your part. Well, <laughs> truth, <laughs> I, I wanted a gray horse. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, always bet the gray. I've always heard that since the first day I came to the track, and I've always wanted a gray horse. And my, um, the mare was down in California. And that was the, you know, when I looked at the history, and my husband is really into the whole lineage. He, he you know, and I said, I'm, I'm looking at this horse. What do you think? And he said, oh, yeah, I think that'd be a great cross. And that there you have it. It was. You know, one of those aha moments that turned out to be uh, one of the best choices we've made. What are the uh, future plans? Uh, stay here at Emerald for the uh, the stakes races and potentially uh, stretch out around uh, two turns for some race called the Long Acres Mile? Um, if we feel comfortable with that and he is doing well, absolutely. I, I, I don't even know. I it, that's hard to think about because you really never believe that anything like that's going to happen. I mean, you hope and you, you know, that would, you know, I'm just so grateful for where he's at right now sure. and really beyond excited for where he's going. But it, it's, I, it's really hard for me to, <laughs> I'm scared to, I guess that's the best way to say that. Gotcha. Well, but sure. I, yeah, it would be lovely. It's interesting too, uh, Holly, that it, it, Late in his three-year-old year, it took took to get to the races. Was there any reason it took that long? And certainly, the patience has paid off in spades. Um, well, he we entered, I think, three times for you know in the meet, and the races just did not go. Mm. And I had the opportunity to run him for a tag, and you know, Nico said absolutely not if it was my horse, and so I listened to him. He's He's not guided me wrong, and he's been absolutely great with him. So I waited until Turf Paradise and and sent him down there. Yeah, that all that all worked out really well. Uh, he, 
you know, his talent, he just has talent, which is really showing through and did again on Sunday. And uh, your breeding operation, uh, you've got, do you have a little acreage yourself? Uh, do you keep your broodmares or how many do you have and where do they stay? I have um, right now two broodmares. Uh, one is in the cowgirl cocktail, actually. This is where it all started. I bought her at the auction, the yearling auction. Mm-hmm. And she is in Yakima. She's got not great feet. And so the wet here in the winter is not a good idea. I have about 10 acres, so I can keep you know quite a few horses here should I choose to. And I have one other mare that still is down in California, maybe coming up here um no oh, maybe maybe in in late spring um and then we're gonna talk about who we're breeding to next and um unfortunately bridal up to the bars mother has passed mm-hmm. um so yeah well, better get mark uh looking at some cross uh references yeah. and uh figure oh, out yeah. something <laughs> yeah. He's got out his stallion guides, Good. and he's going. He's going to town. <laughs> Beautiful. And and Holly, you're down near Olympia, is that correct? That's correct. We live. We actually, yeah, we live just outside the city limits of Olympia, a couple, about one block, one city block outside of the city limits, and we've got ten beautiful acres, and can't see another dwelling from our property, and it's it's kind of the location, location, location. Nice. Yeah, you know what's interesting Hyper about thing. that, Joe, is Petra Lewin, you know, she bred uh, Blazing Bella Blue, co-breeder with Charles, and she's down that way, too. Yep. So, yes, I think Chehalis. Yeah, so uh, great, great uh, weekend for uh, the breeders and yeah. owners down your way, Holly. The money went yeah, south. South, south Puget Sound, represent. You bet. And, you know, the Scatter Creek's down there, and the Spooners, uh, Spooners don't breed too much, but... Uh, uh, they're down that way as well. So that's a popular uh, spot for Emerald Downs uh, success is uh, the South Sound. And uh, yeah, bridle up to the bar, just uh, a really, really fine race. Uh, wow, we beat 11 others. You know, that was uh, a 12 horse field, as you know, Holly. And yeah. those are kind of uncommon. Being and, the Washington Horse of the Year and the mile yeah. winner. And that's, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, you, you've got a fine horse. and uh, I, Thank I, you so I, much. I take it he came out of the race okay? Yes. Got good reports he, there? He did. I went to visit him the next day and took him my little equissage machine, and <laughs> he was biting at me and tossing his head and bucking in the stall. So yeah. Good sign. He, yeah, he's... He's a very, very kind horse. I think he's figured out, however, when he sees me most of the time, he's going to the track to do a job. Um, so every time he sees me, he kind of gets a little riled up. I, I normally come on the mornings that he works, and, of course, I, I come that to the best of my ability. Obviously, here I can, but down in Arizona, I was only able to come to, I think, three race, three of his races. And, yeah, he sees me, and I think it's he knows. Something's up. Well, it's fun time for you and Mark, your husband, um, with just a fine horse. And uh, any, you know, do you have thoughts of expanding your uh, breeding operation since now you're, you're stakes-winning breeders and uh, people are saying, hey, they kind of know what they're doing. Do you, do you have any thoughts on expanding? I'd uh, like to. Okay. I'd like to. I have 
I have two three-year-olds right now. Okay. I have a filly um, out of Cowgirl Cocktail by Harbor the Gold. Promising. Yes. <laughs> and then I have a gelding by uh, Coast Guard. And that is out of our Mayor Southern meeting that we went and purchased in Kentucky. And that's along the Meat Sela Southern City Lights um, bloodlines that we've raced up at Emerald too. So those are those are the two mares that I have left. I'm I probably the the three year old filly is, is injured her foot when she was young, and I'm not quite sure about racing just yet with her. I'm I'm riding her, and I'm kind of seeing where what what how much she can take kind of a thing she may unfortunately just have to be a brood mare but i'm hopeful hey that sounds great and you know the fact that uh, you ride a little bit that uh, adds to your overall expertise too uh in uh, getting to, oh. you know i mean i don't know how much <laughs> input you want to give nicolo and all that but uh at least uh, oh, I, I have a lot of opinions <laughs> anyone will tell you that um, and I did, you know, I rode on the track. I ponied on the track. I I rode a lot in the off season um, at Denida and such, getting ready to to move into Emerald when I was uh, younger and thinner. And I've kind of moved away from that, and just I now pretty much just use my my quarter horses to work cows and and have fun. I've done the show world, so and I worked for a vet for sixteen years. So I have a I have a pretty good horsey background. Yeah, I guess. But I tend to leave the racing stuff to the racing trainers. Well, mostly. You know that doesn't sound bad either. I know that they'd probably like it that way. But at least you have a, a educated eye on all different things that are going on out there. And uh, and besides, I feel be- I feel like I have a good grasp on it. Racing is you know, and it's changing. It's since the first time you know we've started doing this it's it's had a whole major overhaul well uh yeah you have uh, some young ones and maybe a uh, more on the way so uh for right now you have an enjoyable summer ahead of you at least it's off to a great start and uh i'm it sure is. you you probably had some pretty inter- interesting conversations with jody Peets over the last few years because uh, you just mentioned how you like to toss out your opinions around and Jody certainly isn't shy that way either. <laughs> Jody and I have way too much fun together. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we, Jody has been a great mentor and a great friend throughout this whole process and, and Chris the, the same way. It, it, we, I just, I don't know that I would have kept racing had I not, you know, found them. That's great. They've they've just been so supportive and and so helpful throughout this and encouraging. It it can be kind of a hard field to get into when you're kind of an outsider. Mm-hmm. And Chris was here last weekend as well as Jody. Of she course. was. Yeah, she was. Good. I made her get in my win picture. I said, <laughs> "You I can't be I saw here and not yet. be in there." That's great. Well, again, uh, congrats, and uh, you know. Uh, it could be a fun summer already off to a great start bridle up to the bar taking the budweiser for uh breeders mark and holly reidman and 
Holly, uh, you're not sharing ownership with him, so you got the bulk of the paycheck there, which is cool for you. But uh, I, I'm just going off the official notices on the papers yeah. here. Well, the, the cowgirl mare, it, technically, that was my pick, and everybody was horrified with my pick at that sale. So when my husband doesn't want to acknowledge, mm. he says, oh, just, just put it in your name. Okay. And so this time it, it worked out in my favor big time. It did. Holly, thanks <laughs> so much for joining us. And uh, uh, Thank again, you for having me. Yeah, it's great to talk to people involved in this game. And you, you have a lot of the different areas covered. And now a stakes winning owner in your first try. That's even better. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Holly. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. Take care. See you down the road. You will. Thank you so much. Holly Reidman joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, great win and uh you know she could uh with a little bit forward movement become an important breeder in this state you know uh when you win a stake like that and from a small crop you know yeah when you come up with a horse like that you yeah. you know what you're doing and she sounds like great mentorship with people like chris as a trainer and now nucklo and and jody certainly and the ownership and training part of it too is uh that's some good company to keep because they've won a lot of big stuff here over the years and now holly's done it yeah and what a background you know working yeah. for a vet all those years and riding Outstanding. herself yeah. And, yeah really really i had no idea she was i knew she was in but boy that's that's great stuff yeah she can she's got bragging rights on jody in a few areas there look jody i've done that and i've done this well, jody's out of horse at the meeting though yeah but i mean being doing the vet work oh and, sure yeah okay Sorry about that, Jody. If you're listening, she's gonna. I'll hear about that from her. Hey, uh, speaking of bridle up to the bar, and we talked about all those horses. Uh, you know, Bill, you mentioned Zestful, a winner of uh, you know seven hundred thousand dollars and a man's man. Um, yeah, there's some horses that could be on that Long Acres Mile tri trail August thirteenth. Uh, and Vince, you mentioned a couple too. Uh, Top Harbor uh, background and five, five star, star general. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we, we're going to have to get in touch with Grant Forrester, the trainer now, a five-star general. See what the plans are there. They, you know, there was some rumblings that uh, he he they could be looking at the mile this year for owner Ken L. Haddock. Yeah, definitely, and he would certainly fit. He's, uh, you know, he hit the board in just about everything here last year, and uh, and he's gone around the country now and done really good. Um, one other horse, Joe, I noticed is back on the work tab is the Big Wham. Oh, good. Our last year's the Washington bred two-year-old last year, and, and uh, he's had about six works down in Southern California, so he's getting pretty close to something. So good to hear. Yeah, great to see him back in training because he really did have a big two-year-old campaign. Leading. Just just following up in Five Star General, I okay. looked up. Uh, you know, he won that race down in Louisiana, right? And he's been working every seven days in the month of June, and even in late May as well. So right. he's he's put together five six workouts in a row here so okay. that's that's always a very good sign good to see you. a steady training yeah yep and uh zabra cadabra a son of harbor the gold is the current leading earner among all washington bred horses he's run i think it's all four at laurel he's won two and had two seconds he's got one hundred and twelve thousand. i wonder if he knows about the mile uh, that horse is he's tried a couple stakes back east by the way he started his career his first career start was in Washington. He's, you know, Harbor the Gold. 
and uh, he's leading our state. And he was, I think, third last year in earnings among Washington breads. And number three in earnings, My Harbor's Dream is also... Uh, harbor the gold? Yeah, a Harbor the gold. He just got claimed at the closing weekend at Santa Anita. I saw one guy claim two horses out of the same race, and he ran them at Delaware. And My Harbor's Dream won a, a big pot, excuse me, at Monmouth. He's number three in earnings. So Harbor the gold has his last crop of yearlings at this August's summer WTBOA sale. The last runners sired by Harbor the Gold to go through the and WTBOA. Barkley has his first crop. Yeah, Barkley's first, Harbor the Gold's last, and Harbor the Gold's still pretty strong influence. Okay, we're going to come back with uh, our grandparents race winner. This will be fun talking with Steve Butler and more in our final segment here on Horse Racing Northwest. With the largest selection of games under one roof, the best restaurants and sports book, it doesn't matter what you do or where you're coming from. What you do is all at Muckleshoot Casino. Muckleshoot. We're giving away $1,000 cash every 10 minutes, Wednesdays 5 to 7.20 p.m. That's 15 chances to win. Just play with your rewards card and you could be a winner. Muckleshoot. The best MMA in the Northwest is live at Muckleshoot Event Center, July 7th. Get your tickets now at MuckleshootCasino.com. Don't miss a second of the action. Muckleshoot Casino is what you do. An easy drive from wherever you are. All roads lead to Muckleshoot Casino. Come Muckleshoot. They're off to the Grandparents Derby. Oh, we had a spill. Another spill. Hopefully everybody is okay. That was last Sunday's Grandparents race at Emerald Downs. Yeah, a Grandparents race. And it really caught a lot of attention from the media. I mean, we have that opportunity here, fellas, at Emerald Downs to uh, to use the racetrack for things in between. Race. And we do. But that was a new concept, and we have the winner of the first ever grandparents race at Emerald Downs, Steve Butler, joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Steve, hello and congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was quite a surprise for me as well. <laughs> Steve, uh, you know, how did you hear about it? Uh, did, were you just coming out with your wife that day, or tell us uh, how you got to Emerald Downs last Sunday? Well, my wife and I just thought we'd go to the horse races we we really enjoy watching the horses run and and then they had the grandparents race so i went out and ran and my <laughs> wife was a little bit embarrassed that i did but i did anyway so and i was surprised to win <laughs> it was in very unusual to run on the horse track it was a lot softer than i thought it would be right that thing's all cushioned up and uh you know fairly deep for a human but the horses have four legs they get through it pretty good and Steve, <laughs> Steve Butler of Everett got through it pretty good, too. You had a couple of, uh, as Bill called it, you had a couple of people that maybe were a, a fraction ahead of you. They went down, and and uh, you were intense. Did you notice that? I, I did notice when I saw the replay, and the four people that went down, it looks like they took some pretty hard balls. You weren't questioning your decision once you see the uh, the, the other people going down. 
You're I like, was. oh my god, what am I what have I got myself into? Did you do any warming up? Did you do yes. any stretching? Good. Yeah. Well, well, it was. I saw Steve uh, talking to some people at the winter circle, and and I um, I followed you to where you sat with your wife there on the the ape track apron in the in the benches seats, and. Uh, I knew I was going to send the video to the local TV stations, which we, we get pretty good airing of our feature race on Sunday, especially if they're stakes races. We had a couple good stakes on Sunday. And then, and, and, you know, let's face it, you know, you get home runs in baseball and uh, someone wins the, the, the tennis match and the Mariners play and uh, Emerald Downs has a stretch run, but uh, they like to see things different too. And whoever heard of a grandparents race before, and then, you know, you had a couple people. I actually got replies from two of the TV stations. Are those guys that fell, did they get hurt? <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I had heard that they got right up and saw it, actually. So nobody got hurt. And Steve, it turns out, I, I think one of the questions I asked you, I just wanted a couple bits of information. Um, when's the last time you had a foot race? And what did you tell me, Steve? Well, it was probably in high school, which was 50 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And... Um, but <laughs> that was the last time. So Steve was a lineman for Cascade High School's football team, and you guys had a little uh, lineman foot race, a short one in practice someday, you said. Oh, yes. We had lots of lots of running. Cascade High in Everett. Still live in Everett, huh? We do. I do. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, you know, we have got so much uh, play off this as social media can go kind of crazy. The the local TVs, I've got uh, inquiries from radio stations as well uh, that, uh, you know, they, they said that was really something. You know, again, it hit a niche. Everybody knows what a race is. I mean, we all grow up, you know, running against our neighbor friends and stuff. Everybody knows what a race is. And, and this was a, a unique niche and man alive. Uh, how about your family, your neighborhood, your friends? Uh, have you heard from a few people? You know, it's amazing. I get a lot of calls and people I haven't heard from in a long time uh, are calling me and it was, it's been a lot of fun. So I hope you do it again next year. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you you come down there strutting around as defending champ, you know. And I I heard it in the crowd after the thing that oh man I didn't know about that I'd have done that you know I would have done yeah well I don't know how well you would have done but uh, you looked like you were in pretty good shape there you were striding out okay did you do you uh, do more in walking now and then still I, I uh, yes yes I I play a little pickleball and mm -hmm. I do a lot of walking yeah mm -hmm. very good Steve Butler our grandparents race winner from Everett. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, did you get, uh, an ice cream? I think everybody got ice cream after the race. Everybody was, yeah, we run pretty fast <laughs> if the ice cream was there. Yeah, we, I was we were rewarded with ice cream. Yeah. So the, the number of hits, uh, inquiries, uh, actually, you know what? You made CNN. I mean, I told you that night, I go, you know, you can watch TV that night. I'm sure they're going to play it. I know a couple stations will play it, um, and then maybe even on some of those morning news shows, which also happened locally. But Jeannie Most of CNN, who has done, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories for CNN over the years, you know, a lot of human interest type stuff, she did a story on it, actually. 
that's what I understand. Yeah. I'll have to look that up and watch it. Yeah, Jeannie Most. And uh, anyway, I'm glad you had a good time and you get some notoriety as the first grandparents race winner, maybe the first grandparents race ever. You know, could have happened at a family picnic somewhere near some lake <laughs> in some state in some point. But uh, we're the first one that's known about it uh, and uh, you won it. So just wanted to catch up with you and um, congratulate you and uh, just uh, a little smile in the in the summer of 23 for Steve Butler and his family. Well, thank you very much. Let me know when it happens next year, and I'll come on down and try to defend my title. We'll do that, Steve. Thanks for joining us, man. Well, thank you for asking. Okay, Steve. Steve Butler of Everett and formerly of Cascade High, one of... Uh, well, Vince, you didn't go to high school in Everett, did you? You lived there for a while No, afterwards. I went to Juanita, yeah. But no, I lived up that way for many years yeah. later on, yeah. Yeah, so anyway... Good stuff there. Okay, uh, let's hit the selections part. Vince is working on Monday's morning line. Uh, I think we've got some decent racing this weekend. Bill, uh, let's see. I'll go to Friday. Or, no, Saturday. We're not racing on Friday. This is Friday. I, uh, did I write it down there? Let's see. You got anything there, Bill? Yeah, Start I got off? stuff. Okay. Uh, I'll give you three, so... Three. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Bill's Bill's been working it today. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, fourth race on Saturday. Okay. Uh, claimer fifteen dollars a three lifetime. The one crazy about you uh, did the dirty work last time out, but uh, took the worst of it at the start. You know, sometimes trouble lines don't really quantify. You can't tell how bad of a, a start a horse had. Could be a brush, and they call it a bump. But uh, crazy about you got clobbered at the start and 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 did the dirty work and uh, got passed for second and still came back on to finish second. Uh, does have the rail, so a decent start would be uh, would be nice. Looks like there's some speed in the race. Head start, lady attitude, among others. And uh, crazy about you will not be far off the pace. And uh, Carlos Montavo stays aboard. Nine to two in Vince's uh, morning line. The fourth on Saturday, fifth race on Saturday, going a mile. Condition $2,500 claimer. Uh, the four Orxy comes back quick uh, for Luciano Gabriel Medina and uh, closed from the clouds on the, on uh, the, I thought was a very speed favoring track. And uh, I, I think going to a mile third race off the long layoff, I think the Orxy will improve even a little bit more. He does have five of his six wins at the mile distance and he's been in six furlong races. So Orxy uh, in the, the fifth race on Saturday and then in the uh, third race on Sunday, Megusta Luna, the six, ran in the Seattle Stakes. She had the check uh, on the turn, and uh, uh, and she didn't give up. She ran on evenly after that. That was a race where Aloha Breeze ran away from the field. And Megusta Luna is in for a uh, claiming price, but sometimes you got to do that. At least it's a decent claiming price, 30000 if someone wants to uh, get her. Uh, she's 7-2 in the line uh, to race... Uh, wide open race. I did, I couldn't really X out anybody, but I liked uh, Magusta Luna. So there you go. There's three of them. Yeah. Okay. There's some good good angles and data. Magusta Luna coming out of a stake. You know, I thought Ms. Lynn is going to run a good race on Sunday. She is in the sixth race. She has lost 11 straight since she won the Seattle. And I think Blazing Bella Blue was in that Seattle 
2021. Ran fourth, I believe. Correct. That is right. Okay. Well, anyway, Ms. Lynn had a super hot pace to run into that day. And then she was stakes placed a couple of times after that as a three-year-old. Didn't do anything last year. This year, a couple of thirds. But guys, uh, there's a lot of speed in that sixth yeah. race, that Philly and Mare sprint. And you know, Ms. Lynn, that last race, she made a nice, really nice move into the lane. In fact, I thought for a moment, wow, this horse might get there. I thought the same thing. Yeah. yeah and she ran really good. Okay, well, I, I at eight to one, I think she is worth a good look on the sixth on Sunday. She's owned by Ron Bowman, who's also oh. the breeder. Ron was third in the uh, grandparents race. Was he? Okay. And he had a typical Ron Bowman story. <laughs> yeah. I saw him today, and I, I said, Ron, <laughs> hey, you ran third in there, and I, I what went goes, wrong? <laughs> well, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't really try at the beginning because I didn't want to really win it, and uh, <laughs> and I said, oh, come on, Ron, and then he goes, well. Uh, I was the oldest guy in the race, I think. I go, yeah. I go, the guy that uh, won it was 68. No, he was 51. No, I no, I talked to the guy, Ron. He was uh, 68. He went to Cascade High, played in the football team 50 years ago. And, oh, I think I oh, – and, and by the way, <laughs> if you're going to do the grandparents race, why, why not have one for the grandmas, their own race, and then the granddads, the other one? That, because if you use the gate – you know, you know, unless you're unless you're able to get to the front of the gate, you're not going to be able to win. I think you're that's on exactly something. right. You know what? That's probably going to happen next year. Well, it's there you go. Else. I was bet. thinking about that gate thing because next year there's probably going to be a hundred grand. T yeah. Tell Wes, and, and that's my yeah. my contribution to to marketing for next year. So then, anyway, Bowman, uh, <laughs> Bowman, uh, he, go, he said, "Yeah, he's 50. no, I got he's 68." And he goes, "Oh, I." I go, well, did you talk to him? No, but I, <laughs> I heard he was 51. No, but Ron uh, was the oldest guy in the race and did really well. And you know, Ron's a hell of a guy. He is. He, oh, no, he's... he's we, a, you remember when Ms. Lynn did win that stake? And uh, we were both really happy because he's put up a lot of money over the years. And he, you know... And he's a breeder. That's, he's a breeder. That's money and an owner. And he's been a kind of a good sport when things weren't going so great, you know, and uh, he deserved it. He's got three in this weekend, too. All, his, all of his... Uh, uh, yeah, Phillies I saw Gold Mares. Coast Racing had another one in. I'm trying to remember. There's one on Monday, the uh, okay. uh, maiden that uh, didn't get off to a good start. He was telling me. I was walking. Now, did Ron tell you that, or did you no, remember it? Not no, off well, the... well, I didn't know at the time because we didn't have entries up yet for, for Monday. So uh, he uh, he told me as I was walking in today. So And and that she is in, so I can probably figure it out. All right. Yeah. Okay, there's some selections. Uh, again, uh, lots of horses entered on Monday, so that'll be coming out real soon. In fact, if it's not already available, uh, racing Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at Emerald Downs this weekend. Saturday, first race at 5 p.m. That's tomorrow, July 1st. Then Sunday, first race at 2 p.m. And Monday, the 3rd of July, first race at 5 p.m., the fireworks show afterwards. Gates open on Monday at noon. Get here early because that's uh, that parking can be a little going to be a little rough later on that night. So yeah, you'll yeah, be well. it'd be good a good idea to get here a little early Monday yeah. if you're able. Okay, uh, sports shorts uh, guys. Uh, Bill, you want to start us off today? Well, the Seattle Mariners are in the, uh, not doing well. They're 38 and 41, and I was at the the game on Wednesday, and they lost, well, at 4-1, to one, I think it was. Uh, Logan Gilbert was on the mound, gave up three runs in the uh, top of the first inning. I was just barely walking in, and uh, we were down 3 nothing. and 
and they could have, uh, that was it. Cause uh, all they had was a solo Homer from Caballero and that was it. They lost two or three to the lonely, lonely Washington, uh, Washington team. And, uh, they had a even bigger killer loss the, the night before where they had bases loaded in the bottom of the 10th inning. You know, they had leads throughout the game and they went to extra innings. With like, nobody out. Nobody out. Three, four, five hitters coming Tied up. up. All they need is, you Ooh, know. I didn't hear about this one. All they had to do is push push over a run, you know, even mm. you know, fly out or just a, a, a weak grounder that is not hit right at somebody and they win the game and they couldn't do it. Out, out, out. And, uh, and they lost that game and then they came back. And uh, our, our our manager Scott Service putting in you know some guys because it was a it was a day game after a night game after an extra inning so we're putting out the, the AJ Pollock and Dylan Moore and um, I can't really fault Tom Murphy the backup catcher because he's done all right this year for a backup catcher he was in the lineup as well and they just don't have uh, they don't have the answers they got to play uh, Tampa Bay this weekend. And then they're on the road at San Francisco and at Houston. Ouch. And San Francisco's pretty good this year. And Houston, you know, is not as good as they have been, but they're defending still, champs. Yeah, still they're still someone you gotta be reckoned with. So they're they're they they do not have a uh, a good path to the all star break. Um they're three under five hundred and uh I, I don't know. And you know, they got an easier schedule right after the all star break in August. But it's nothing like last year where you can just you sat there in you know, mid-August to the end and they're playing all the worst teams in the league and they got hot at, at that time and, and, they, and it was a nice season. But I, I, I'm looking for ways to how this team's going to come out of the doldrums and I don't see it. Hmm. I don't see it. And if there Too are, many holes in the lineup. If they're five or six under 500 at the all-star break. Terrible bench. Yeah. Good pitching. No bench at all. No really. bench. Yeah. 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 A lot of people said before the season that it was a thin lineup, and if things went wrong, they could really go wrong. It's a miracle they're thirty-eight and forty-one. It tells you how good their pitching's been. Yeah, they're, they're a disaster in extra innings. They won all those one-run games the last couple of years. That, Not anymore. I so. mean, they, you know, uh, Munoz has been back and he's been great. And but you know, then they lost that. They lost that game, that extra inning game. They put Seawald in before Munoz, and Seawald just it didn't, you know, didn't, I didn't work. Under, didn't understand that either. But. Uh, there's your state of the Mariners. Okay. Uh, I was going to talk about the All-Star game in 79, but I know I've done that before on the podcast. I don't really have that much to say other than the the, the pregame warm-up. Uh, Dave Winfield, uh, Dave Parker, and I think one of the Expos might have been Ellis Valentine. Anyway, they were putting on a show with their arms. And they throwing, all had cannons. Thrown from deep right field. Well, and, and then we saw later in the game Parker, Parker right? Parker threw somebody out, but... Uh, Blaine Wright already has a stake win this year. Um, and it's two win away from 1,000. Yeah. So Blaine Wright, uh, you know, relatively young guy, uh, really doing well in the training game. Blaine Wright, Tom Wenzel, Nicolo Troiani, and Charlie Essex have won stakes. Blaine has uh, five seasons of leading stakes trainer at Emerald Downs. He's just one behind Doris Harwood, who did it six times. So... Uh, he can tie that mark this year if he continue, and he has a lot of uh, contenders. We know that he's got a lot of two-year-olds as well, and that'll be interesting to see the two-year-olds because Blaine has uh, many well-bred ones, and so does Frank Lucarelli, among just two trainers to name. So, just a little update in our all-time trainer stake standings, Vince. Well, I saw something today, and you know, I 
better, I should have double checked the source, but I believe it was ESPN put out the, the top 10, ranked the top 10 coaches in the NFL right now. Guess who was not on the list? Pete oh, Carroll. And he has never still won coach of the year? No. And if Pete Carroll is not one of the 10 best coaches in the NFL, then, then LeBron James isn't one of the 10 best players in the NBA since 2000. I mean, that's just absurd. I mean, you know, they take it for granted. So, and the job he did last year. Vince got in on that last year. He, he took the Seahawks over. I did. And it mainly was because of Pete Carroll. And it was over after about six And you six know weeks. I've been a big Big fan of him because he, yep. he won me over since he, he, I was very skeptical when he came up from USC. I thought it was a lot of braggadocio and uh, all that and maybe even some chicanery. Um, but no, he's the real deal as a person. And he's, you know, um, he is a player's coach. But the minute you can't help the team, like all good coaches, he's ruthless. You're gone. And uh, he's done a heck of a job. So, I mean, you know, sometimes it, usually coaches of the years are won by guys who's got the most improved team, right? Isn't that kind of how it goes yeah. sometimes? The team that wasn't expected to do great, sure. uh, that has a great year, and if people go that way, I understand it. But he's never won it. And to say he's not one of the 10 best coaches in the league, to me, is wrong. Do we remember who won it last year? Because Pete Carroll uh, had a tremendous season with the Hawks. You know, they... oh, Anyway, he did. Yeah. We know that. Okay. A uh, little bit of kudos for Pete Carroll, not in the top 10. I saw they ranked, they ranked rosters, too, and Seattle has the 12th best roster right now in the NFL. Hmm. See, that's something I don't know a lot about, the total personnel, but they should be a pretty good team this year. They got thinking. young defense, yeah, which wasn't great last year. but uh, We'll see how Geno, Geno Smith does this year. Right? And so he was a little bit of a surprise last year. And then pretty soon we'll get Bill's take on the Packers, their first year without you-know-who at the helm. Yeah, And I, I will give you a sneak preview. Bill is happy to see the man gone. I, I would be too at this point, but I used to be a big fan. Um, okay, so... Uh, any more from the sports end, Bill? Oh, I did uh, hear uh, uh, one of my favorite jockeys from my old stomping grounds, uh, Indiana Grand, when I was there. Uh, Deshaun Parker had an incident on Tuesday where a horse fell back mm. on him and he broke his pelvis. And he just had surgery and he's doing okay. They said yeah. his, the surgery went well. But one of the good guys in, in racing, uh, Deshaun Parker, um, is on the mend, if you will, Good. from a broken pelvis, which just hurts me even talking about I it. I think he's a former Wolf Memorial yeah. Award winner, too. Yep. Wow. Yep. One other thing on Bridal Up to the Bar, he's five, what do we say, five for 10 lifetime, is it? I think it? he's five for nine. Five for nine. And he has been, in those five wins, been ridden by four different jockeys, hmm. and he's never been favored in any of his wins. No so, kidding. Yeah. So just win, baby. Al Davis would like him. <laughs> yeah. Better's best friend, the uh, long shot winners. Yeah. Although he did get hammered on Sunday. He yeah. almost went favored. Yes. It was like 3.6 for Sluice to his whiz and 3.7 exactly. for Bridal Up to the Bar. Yeah. yeah. They were really close in the odds. Okay. Uh, we'll end it with our trivia. We didn't get any submissions from last week's question and it wasn't easy, but the the most recent time we had a 12-horse field in an Emerald Down Stakes race other than a Long Acres Mile. Of course, we had one Sunday in the Budweiser before that. When was it? Well, it was the 2019 Gottstein Futurity race day over Unmatchable. And uh, that was a 12-horse field. Muncie was favored in that race. 
he's still going pretty well. And Muncie, or excuse me, the other two, race, race home, no, race day by race home. No, wait a minute. Race day is the stud. Race, yeah, race home. Yeah. Race home and on was a nice horse here. Still and Muncie right. uh, is in the uh, is one he, of the saltiest races on uh, Sunday, yeah. the fourth race. And if you like him, you'll get a price again. Yeah. And he's finished, I believe, twice, two he's, times in a row at big odds. Yeah. So, yeah. Howard's, Howard's horses are running really good. He's fired well, Muncie. Uh, okay, so nobody uh, got that one, um, but that's okay because they're not going to be easy. So this week's question, a little bit easier. Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Parent and child. Name the combinations of parent and child who have been leading stakes trainers at Emerald Downs. So either a mommy and her son or a daddy and his daughter or vice versa. How many are there? Or there's would that two, give there's it away? two. Okay. Two parents and childs have been leading stakes trainers at Emerald Downs. That's our question on trivia on horse racing northwest and that is it we're up to a three-day race day uh fourth of july weekend join us at emerald downs and uh, thanks for listening to horse racing northwest